0: Broadcasting live from Buffalo State College. Here is the Blitz on ninety one point three FM. Welcome back to the Blitz. power, I am doing quality.
1: Now, now, can you hear me? There yep. we go.
0: I fall on that one. <laughs> That's all right. all right. That's all right. You know, we have an action-packed show today. For the first hour, I will be your host, and then Evan will take over in hour two as we will be joined by the Buffalo State Women's Volleyball Coach. You want to talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah. Well, well first off, this is uh, the Blitz on 91.3 FM WBMY, Buffalo's original alternative since 1982, brought to you by the Buffalo State Student Activity Fee. Yeah, we got a, we got a packed show. We got a good show to go about, Um, you know. We have, obviously, a head volleyball coach, Maria Roberts. She's going to be on with us at 3 o'clock, so looking forward to that. And um, some news, I guess if you want to call it bittersweet news, about that um, uh, Jerry Hughes has now signed a, a contract to be with the Houston Texans
0: this year. So you want to give your your thoughts on that? Um. Yeah, my thoughts on Jerry Hughes, you know, ending his tenure with the Buffalo Bills. Obviously, it was, it was sad as Hughes was here, um, you know, a long time during the drought, and he played a few key promising playoff games for the Buffalo Bills once, you know, Sean McDermott and Josh Allen really started picking up things over here in Buffalo. But, you know, seeing Jerry go as he is top five in all-time sacks, Sack leaders for the Buffalo Bills with about 51 or 53, I believe. Something like that. But yeah, Jerry Hughes had a very good career here. Obviously, when he first came here, he had a great two-to-three season stretch um, playing opposite side of Mario Williams. And then you had Kyle Williams and Marcel Darius inside. Those four together was just something that, you know, opposing offensive lines and quarterbacks and offensive coordinators just didn't want to deal with. And Jerry Hughes was a big part of that. And, you know, he just wasn't the same player after those guys left, but he was still very good. He was a very good player in the locker room, good team captain, high energy on defense, led the NFL in pressures, you know, over the last five or six years. He was one of the top contributors in that stat. Very good player. Uh, It's sad to see it end. I would have liked to see Jerry Hughes win a ring in Buffalo, but he spent nine prominent years here, contributed to us making the playoffs in 2017, and contributed to us winning some playoff games over the past few years as well. Yeah, he
1: he definitely is a big part of really this Buffalo this tenure here with Buffalo. I think that one thing that has been really exciting is just being able to see the I, I like when when Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean came a uh, uh, part of the team. He was just. Like, he was the only guy that was left after that, like, Rex Ryan days. I mean, yeah, there was, you know, they had the Tyrod Taylor, LaShawn McCoy, et cetera. But once you brought in a guy like Jerry Hughes, who was an absolute leader, you know, um, definitely difficult in with penalties and stuff like that, but he managed to clean that up. Um, along the way and it was really good to see I really felt like that he had a great role with um, the Bills and you know I I think they just they're trying to get younger at the defensive end position and also they have an older um, pass rusher in Von Miller and I just don't know if they could have signed him I don't know exactly what the contract was not how much it's been reported yet Um, but you know, they said that he was going to sign with, uh, a couple that he was going to sign with, um, the, the Texans. And obviously I give, um, so much respect to Jerry Hughes and, um, just what a great, great guy he meant to the community. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. And when you're looking at the reason why the Buffalo Bills didn't bring back Jerry Hughes, it was pretty simple. Like you mentioned, you bring in a guy like Von Miller that automatically brings in a new veteran. You know, inside the defensive line group. And then you have three young guys in A.J. Epinesa, Boogie Basham, and Greg Rousseau. Those three guy those three young guys cannot have snaps taken away from them. As good as a player as Jerry Hughes is, just losing uh you know <laughs> little
1: technical difficulty with this. Just headphones. them losing those
0: rep you know reparable snaps is just something that you can't have. And as much as it pains to say, it's smart that Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott just wanted to part ways with Jerry Hughes and even Mario Addison, to be honest, because they both are now Houston Texans. And congratulations to both of them for finding a new home as they once were college teammates, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they once were college teammates, and Addison did come into the league undrafted, and Hughes um, and Addison both were roommates at one point in time. So them playing together. And also Jerry Hughes is from yeah. Houston i think
1: he, or he he's at least from, at least Te- from the TCU area he's, yeah he's from texas he went to tcu and i i this comes back to needing wanting to be younger and yeah you could have kept him um, i wouldn't have been upset if they didn't if they like did decide to keep him or whatever but i'm not I'm not it's bittersweet. You know, I'm happy that he's on a team. Cause that's one thing I was afraid about was him not being on an NFL roster because he's definitely worthy of an NFL roster. Now, do I think that he'll be a starting defensive end? Maybe for this year, just because he is with, you know, the Houston Texans and Houston Texans aren't like the best team, but I, I definitely, um, am, I'm happy that he's he's found a team and so has Mario Addison. Um it is it is definitely it, like I said the whole thing about about this is that it's bittersweet. He had some we had some great memories with Jerry Hughes. We really did. Um and I'm going to miss
0: that a little bit. Yeah, for sure everyone in Buffalo will miss Jerry Hughes. Do you want to get into the schedule release as there has been three reported games? total for the buffalo bills thus far and all three of them are important games that will have major implications national window games I think. yeah national windows games and will have major implications on the seating for the buffalo bills
1: so now it was it was some twitter account and um it was like it ha he had a check mark next to it i can't remember who the who it was um uh, I'm looking on Twitter now, but... Excuse me. Um, I really think that, in all honesty, um, just...
0: Man. Oh, another game has been leaked. Where? Bills. Ooh. who? Oh, yeah. What is it? NFL Week 15. Vikings at Bills, 1 p.m. Eastern on Fox.
1: Uh, well, and at least we don't have to deal with Brady. That's one thing I've been, like, saying is, like... I do not want to—we'll get into the Brady discussion once, like, um, Tanner gets over here at um, at the top of the hour. But, I mean, I have—I'm not—I I figured that was going to be a 1 o'clock game. Like, we have already know that the Titans at least 100% confirmed that the Bills would be playing the Titans on Monday night week two. I think that's a given that that game was going to be a primetime game. Possibly Green Bay could be a like a four
0: twenty five window. That's my guess. I would think so my prediction is the Bills at least get four primetime games. Um uh, I wouldn't oh, be surprised yeah. if they, they got five or six.
1: I think that they might get I think they might get the max.
0: Yeah, they probably could get the max. The max is six, right? Yeah, the max is six. Yeah, I wouldn't and, be surprised if they got the max because mm-hmm. as of right now, the Bills Chiefs game isn't a slated primetime game. Yeah, it's so for four twenty five on CBS for week eight right yes, week, week eight, eight
1: again at Kansas City I like it um I'm not a I'm not a huge always a huge fan of the like the late games I mean I, I like it but I mean when we did like it was definitely different when we saw the Tampa Bay game when it was like I don't know uh, um the Tampa Bay game was like it was the, the 425 game with Nansen Romo. Obviously, Chiefs is that's going to be Nance and Romo on CBS. And they are, and CBS is strictly saying, hey, do not flex us out of. No, um, like you can't flex you, we it. Can't, we can't flex it it's to they have it um, Sunday night, or um, I don't think they could do it Monday night. I
0: don't think they Monday night flex. No, like they, like they can't flex it at all. Yeah, the game's locked. But there's, yeah, there's basically, no way anything I think
1: I think CBS really wanted this game because this was arguably next to the Super Bowl the game of the year.
0: I mean, you can still make an argument; it was the game of the year. That's true. I mean, the Super Bowl is entertaining; it had its moments. But the Bills versus Chiefs in the divisional round last year was probably the most entertaining football anyone here listening has ever watched in their life. Mm-hmm. Uh, not just as a Bills fan, but just as an NFL, you know fan as well but yeah so going going back to the bills versus chiefs and how we're going to be playing them week eight in arrowhead on a 425 eastern slated time on cbs at least it wasn't like week five or week six like it was the last
1: two seasons where they would play them early in the season and, this is kind of mid-season type of thing and, and it's
0: weird because every time we've played the chiefs um last year or the last last time we played them in the divisional was 625 There was a 615 but down uh, there it was like 5 yeah fifteen yeah because, it was because of the time the, difference. And well, then, the
1: divisional round it was, it was the last game, so I think it was like Eastern time. It, it was, was like the six, eight eight o'clock game. No,
0: that game wasn't eight o'clock. It was six, the divisional round was like six fifteen. Um, the the regular season game we played them in that was an eight o'clock game, and that got pushed back later because of the weather delay. And then the year be, the year before that in the AFC championship that was a late night game. Like all these games are late night games. But now we're playing a 425 game, which is a completely different time slot compared to what these teams have normally played against each other. So I think that would be interesting to see the way the game affects, affects them just because of the time slot. I don't think it will too much, but it'll just be interesting to see how they go with a different mindset. Because the game, you know, you wake up at like 7 or 8, game's a lot closer earlier in the day than it would be in the past, as it was was a lot later. So you're kind of like getting into the game sooner than a lot later. So that would be interesting to see. Um... Another game that was fully announced was that the Buffalo Bills on Thanksgiving will be taking on the Baltimore Ravens on Thanksgiving. What are your thoughts on that? Eh. That's really all I'd have to say is eh. Is because
1: I I don't know. I guess I'm just not a big fan of the Thanksgiving game. I mean, if it was the Dallas 4 o'clock game then i'd be like hell yeah let's do it but i don't know i mean i think that i'm not surprised that this got put as like one of those primetime games because of the fact that it is Josh Allen and it is Lamar Jackson who are two mvp like, like lamar already won an mvp josh has come close a couple times but for me i think that i think that it'll be a really interesting matchup. I'm really excited for that. I want to see... I still think the Bills will probably win that game. Uh, I don't think that... I mean, it'll be a close game, but I think the Bills will still come out on top because I feel like their passing game is just unreal. Um, but that that's like the one thing that I'm going to be looking close at is how does... how How do they basically... How does the Baltimore offense, how are they
0: able to keep up with the Bills? And this is the thing now. Are the Buffalo Bills a a slotted-in regular for Thanksgiving? Because it seems to be There should be in there more than Dallas and Detroit, that's for sure. Well, yeah. um,
1: Detroit, I mean, Detroit's been doing that since, like, the 30s or whatever. Yeah. Whenever they've been around. They've been doing Thanksgiving, and then Dallas started doing it. Um, But, you know, it's really just. I I don't know. I I wish it were, more so wish it were home. That's one thing I wish that, um, uh, I I wish it was, is that I wish it was a home game instead of on the road. But at least I kind of feel bad for um, our chief engineer, Greg Harvey, who um, is the executive producer for the Bills games on WGR. So he'll be going out to Baltimore um, for Thanksgiving. He'll be missing another Thanksgiving game.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing. Uh, speaking of the full Thanksgiving slated games, uh, the Washington Commanders at the Lions on CBS. So the Lions, again, once again on Thanksgiving, it's traditional routine. And then you got Washington. So you got Carson Wentz versus Jared Goff, battle of the 2016 quarterback class. And then you got the Bengals at Cowboys on Fox. I think that would be a very good game as you have Joe Burrow versus Dak Prescott. The defending AFC champs versus, you know, the NFC East champs—that's a good game in itself—and then you get the Bills at Ravens on NBC. That will be a great game. Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, and that can never disappoint. Those are two of the most electrifying quarterbacks in the sport that the sport has to offer. Josh Allen, you know, the biggest arm quarterback in football, and Lamar Jackson, the best rushing quarterback this game has ever seen. So, those two going at it on NBC on Thanksgiving. The Bills looking to be three and zero on Thanksgiving under Josh Allen as the quarterback. I'm down. I'm down for it. Like it, that's primetime football. Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Like you cannot ask for something better than that. I feel like they need to take the Dallas out the Dallas out the four o'clock
1: window because I think like for me, I want to see someone else other than Dallas um, that's in that window. I mean, like here's the thing. The four, the Dallas window is the prime position for Thanksgiving, usually people eat Thanksgiving like their Thanksgiving dinner around like maybe two or three o'clock. They'll they'll be done, and then they'll, once they're done eating, then the Dallas game comes on, or even people are eating during the Dallas game. So everybody has their TV on, whether that's the whether that's being in. Uh, I'm. I just think that I'm. I don't know. I'm sick and tired of seeing Dallas on Thanksgiving. I want it to go away. Um, But it's obviously not going to go away because I bet you Jerry Jones pays extra money to make sure that he has the 4 o'clock window. But also then once, like, around 8 o'clock, people are now tired from eating all that food, they're going to be sleepy. And then that's going to lead to them going to bed and not watching just they're not watching the um the the eight o'clock game. Yeah, I, I certainly until last year have like never fully watched the eight o'clock Sunday night game.
0: You haven't? No.
1: I just wow. I just norm like when when the Bills were on at um in in the uh what's it called game? The Dallas game. I only watched the Dallas game and then I noticed that it was Atlanta, New Orleans in the Sunday night game. And I just
0: last Thanksgiving game against the saints. That was a night one. That was eight o'clock, right? Yeah. You watched the, the entire one of that.
1: Yeah. I watched the entire one of that. Um, but I don't know. It wasn't as exciting as I was going to hope. It All was those versus saints. Yeah. Last well, year. Yeah. It
0: was It was a blah. Like what do you Trevor expect? Simeon, like, Trevor Simeon versus Josh Allen. Come on. That's true. But like, what do you expect there? Um, Another game that is more likely than not going to be confirmed very soon, as of tomorrow, as the NFL will have their official schedule released tomorrow, is that the Buffalo Bills are going to be kicking off the NFL season in L.A. against the defending Super Bowl champions, against Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, and Aaron Donald, and Jalen Ramsey, and etc. What do you think the line is going to be for that? Oh, I wouldn't know. I mean, I'd probably think that... The Rams, like who you did, have to give the the favoring to the Rams. You just yeah, have to. They, but, I, but with the entire way the Bills' off season has been going, and the way, you know, these analysts and big companies and talking about the Bills, I wouldn't be surprised if the Bills like came in as like a point and a half favorite. I would either say the
1: line would be it's an even line, so it's a pick 'em, or they'll give the Rams like a one or two and a half point favorites. Just because they're the home team, like every home team gets a three-point edge. And I think that, so then if this was on a neutral field, I think they would give the Bills probably a, a two-point edge. I mean, this is this is what you want to open up your season with. You got, honestly, the, this probably should have been the Super Bowl last year um, if 13 seconds hadn't happened. Um. That's either neither here nor there. Well, I I will certainly say that if it was, if that if that was the Super Bowl that matchup, and say the Rams won, then clearly it would be a uh, a rematch of uh, Rams and Bills. But I think that I mean we can't dwell on the past. That's not what we're here to do. But I do think that you have stars literally all over the place in the probably the most glamorous city in the world or or one of them i think that it would make perfect sense now there was an an argument for denver but i think denver took themselves out of the conversation once they were told that they were going to be playing on christmas i don't know i don't i don't like want
0: to see- christmas game
1: Yeah, but you're also competing with basketball, too. I feel like Christmas is more of a basketball thing.
0: Yeah, but, like, if you have the option between to watch basketball and football on Christmas, what are you watching? Probably basketball. Okay. Um, That's just because I've been doing
1: that for the past, like, four or five years, maybe longer. It's just always been, like, like, football started... Like, football used to... Like, I'm, like if Christmas landed on a Sunday, they would play most of their games on Christmas
0: Eve on Saturday. Yeah, I think that it's good for the sport to have it on Christmas. I'm down to watch football on Christmas. Uh, would you be, go, like, if there was a home game, would you want to go to the game on Christmas? Yeah, I'm a season ticket holder. I go to all the games. But, like, would you be
1: happy about going on Christmas? Why not? I th- I, if it was a Christmas night
0: game, I'd be pumped about that. I'd be pumped in general. I mean, yeah, but... dude the theme the theme that the Bills would have Santa Elvis Presley Darth Vader all those super fans over there don't forget
1: about Billy Buffalo he'll be probably wearing
0: an elf costume we've seen him do that Um, like it'd be great it'd be great the atmosphere would be undeniably one of the best um, in the league or just in general like overall it'd just be awesome to go to a Christmas game in Buffalo with the snow too like my gosh that would be awesome um, I don't know if you wanted to do this or not. Just a small kinda schedule prediction of where do you think certain games might land, what time slot, not per se what would like channel will be played on, but just time slot and maybe if it's a prime time Sunday, uh Thursday or Sure, why not? Night. I mean Um so the confirmed games we have as of now is Tennessee, the versus the Bills Monday night football, uh the Ravens on Thanksgiving and the Kansas City Chiefs as a Sunday at 4:25. And technically we'll push the Rams to the side as of right now it looks like it will be the the season opener. Uh it, that could be changed um but from everything that we're hearing and just what's going around on Twitter just All what I, people are talking about it looks like the Bills will be opening up against the Rams. In
1: if LA. if they're not the season if If the Titans game isn't the home opener and, like, say they get another one, I don't want it to be a a 1 o'clock, like, game against the Jets. Mm -hmm. That's what I don't want. I want to see, like, heck, maybe even Patriots. I would be fine with um, home Patriots at 1 o'clock and just watch them get spanked again. (laughs) Like, I wouldn't mind to see the Patriots on prime time just to see them go up against... Opponents that should kick the living daylights out of them.
0: Yeah, that's true. All right. So, so we can get a max of six primetime games. They count Thanksgiving as a primetime.
1: Right? I believe so. Um, I don't think that they're going to count, they won't count the Kansas City game because that's not like, I think primetime is like the, uh, like Sunday night football, Monday night or Thursday night. And, um, I think probably they'll count the Thanksgiving game because it is on a Thursday. Um, and also, it'll be the only game playing at that time. You said that the Vikings game has already confirmed a 1
0: o'clock kickoff, right? Yes. That's yeah. the other one I forgot. I think that that's a perfect... So, they're saying that the Bills, a third game, a third NFL game on Thanksgiving has been played in primetime since 2006.
1: Okay. So... We'll we'll call that
0: prime time. Okay, prime time home game. Let's go through the home games first. Okay, Green Bay Packers. At, at I I could
1: I could see it any going anyway. I could see it because the fact that I could see it going prime time because it's Aaron Rodgers and Josh Allen, um, two time MVP and. Uh, a runner-up a few years ago. If Devontae Adams were there, I would totally say 1,000% primetime, but I'm going to put in a 425 window on on Fox.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that's a 425 game as well, but it easily could be a 1 o'clock game with an option of flexibility. Uh like again, like Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen. They're I think that'll be a late a game played later in the season. They're gonna want that game to have eyeballs on it. No matter who Aaron Rodgers has at his disposal as wide receivers, it's Aaron Rodgers at the end of the day. That guy's a bad man, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, that's always prime time football. I would say that's a four twenty five game on a Sunday, but wouldn't be surprised if they f- made it uh prime time. Mm-hmm. Uh Bill Steelers home. That's a one o'clock game. o'clock that's a one o'clock for me too this one's interesting bills versus the cleveland browns at home
1: i still i i'd put that a one o'clock just just based off the fact that if it's later in the season i could see it being a one o'clock i think they'd leave it at one o'clock with possibility of it getting flexed into a uh the the sunday night game um I expect that to be later in the season because I think they want Deshaun Watson to go up against Josh Allen. And the last time that Deshaun Watson and Josh Allen played together, played against each other, that was the 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 playoff game where um, you know the Texans uh, the Texans beat us in overtime. I I for now am leaving that at one o'clock.
0: Yeah, I think that's 1 o'clock with the option of 425 if Watson is playing. Mm -hmm. Bills versus Jets, I think we can all agree that that should be a 1 o'clock game with possible flexibility as they do that with a lot of AFC and NFC division rivals. I think Um, that'll be the last game of the season. Yeah, we always get the Jets at the end of the year for some reason.
1: Yeah, I think that'll be 1 o'clock last game of the year for the Bills.
0: Bills versus Pat's home. I I wouldn't be
1: I wouldn't be surprised
0: if that's thrown into the Monday night slot. So again. as of right now, we have at least another prime time. So as of right now, we have two prime time home games: the Titans and the Patriots. Like those are the ones where like okay, those two should be. Mm-hmm. All right, I would agree with you on that just because of the storyline it had last year. I think they might go back to it again just because Belichick Allen. That's a storyline right there. Bills versus Dolphins home. That's
1: uh, um, oof. That is a that uh, that's kind of a toughie. But I just because of the idea of ty- uh, Tyree Kill, I'd honestly put that in a Thursday night slot. Um, in my opinion, um, any one of the two, um. That that's that's probably where I would
0: put it is uh is I probably leave it at a one o'clock game. Just Yeah, I'd say a one o'clock game too. Um now we're on the away side of things. Let's get through this really quick before we get the break. Uh Bills Ravens already confirmed. Bill's bangles away. I think that is a guaranteed prime time lock. Yes. Burrow Allen, that's that's it. That's really all that needs to be said. Yeah. Um, easily. Bills at Chicago. One I think o'clock. that's a one o'clock game. Uh, Bills at Detroit. One. It, it, I thought it would get. It could have been Thanksgiving, but one o'clock. Yeah, that's definitely going to be a one o'clock game. We already have confirmed that the Bills will be at Arrowhead once again, but this time it's a four twenty five slotted game at in week eight on CBS. So we already have that. Bills at Los Angeles Rams. We're certain that it will be a Thursday night opener. On primetime football in L.A. We already got that. Bills versus Jets once again. I think that's another 1 o'clock. Maybe 425. They've done that a little bit.
1: I still think that's a 1 o'clock. Yeah. I, I don't even see
0: it moving to 425. Yeah. Bills versus Pats. Uh, so 1 o'clock. Yeah, that's a 1 o'clock. And Bills versus Dolphins. This is the one where I might think it could be a prime time. If yeah, that's If do a one. give it to us just because it will be a Miami. Yeah, that's what like I'm thinking, too. It could be a later season game because they might have a little more hype around Miami. Um, but I want to talk about something about Miami as we come out of the break. This is WBNY. Uh, this is the Buffalo Blitz on WBNY 91.3 FM. I am Evan Harrington, joined by Evan Pasquale. We will be back in just a moment. <laughs> Blocked from the 25-yard line. Stepping up lost the football. That's loose, and Jerry Hughes has it. Still on his feet. Inside the 20. He might go. He gets the final block, and Jerry Hughes takes it home. Welcome back to the Blitz on any 1.3 FM WBNY. I am Evan Harrington once again, joined by Evan De Pasquale. We are in hour one, top of the first half an hour done. Great first half-an-hour segment as we went over the schedule. That was Jerry Hughes' touchdown in the 2020 COVID season as Trey White knocked the ball out of Drew Locke's hands, and Jerry Hughes kind of picked that up and went back to his high school days as he was a running back and really just kind of displayed his athleticism on that play. What were your kind of thoughts and reactions when you saw Jerry Hughes pick up that ball in my high stadium and you're like, okay, why is Jerry Hughes carrying the ball like LaShawn McCoy? Oh, 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 he, oh, he, oh, he's in the end zone. <laughs> um for me i was like get down get down what are you doing
1: like just fall down Uh, but like and or or at least like just tug the ball like he had it in a spot where anybody could have grabbed it but you know he, he had blockers and oh my goodness that 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 probably is the play of his career um but did you know that that was not his first ever career touchdown? He had uh, another one. He has two touchdowns in his career. Do you know what the first one is?
0: I remember it, but I don't know what game it was. Like, I don't know who it was against.
1: Um. So I'll fill you in on it. It was in, I think, 2014, the 9-7 and campaign they were facing the Browns who a lot of people were like, like the Browns were really good. Like their, um, their head coach was the former like defensive coordinator for the bills the previous year. Um, and I remember it was a, a run to the left. And I remember Jerry Hughes getting held by, um, Oh, who is that famous offensive? Yeah, here it is right here. uh, uh I'm I'm Joe Thomas. Yeah, Joe. He, it was he was being held by Joe Thomas. I don't know if he was the one who stripped the ball, but the ball was literally laying on the side, and he just happened to. My like, people just thought the play was dead, and he picked it up and ran into the house. And there was a
0: holding call by Joe Thomas because he was holding Jerry yeah, Hughes. Look at this defense, Nigel Bradham in uh, fifty-two. Was it Zach Zach Brown? I thought, uh, um, Preston Brown, Preston Brown. Okay, I keep I, always mix the two up, but man, that's an old. Those guys are old. It just feels so weird. I man. know. And seeing Doug Marone as Stephane your Gilmore, Steph,
1: yeah, Stephon Gilmore, and yep. also seeing that, um, fan, uh, seeing the fans throw the the program K-K-O spikes. No, that wasn't Takeshi Spikes. That's a, I, I don't remember Brandon
0: Spikes. Maybe, Oh, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah,
1: um, but that Spikes. That was such a long time
0: yeah, I'm thinking, ago. I'm thinking different, man. I see Spikes. from like Spikes. That's it.
1: I think that's what everybody thinks, and I don't. And I remember that was when Johnny Manziel came in. I think that was when Johnny Manziel made his first ever NFL start. And, you know, like, a bunch of fans were giving the, the money, like, uh, sign. He, he, I think it was that year he
0: did make the NFL's top 100. But... Yeah, so in 2015, he did make the NFL's top 100. He was ranked the 63rd best player in football, which is ironic because 63 is, like, my favorite number in sports. Like, I wear Why? that. Because um, of Tyler Ennis. So I always wore 63 throughout hockey, and I wore it throughout soccer. Um, Tyler Ennis, like, I just love Tyler Ennis growing up in 63. What was your favorite
1: Tyler Ennis goal?
0: The one he scored against Montreal.
1: Oh, that one? Yeah. For me, it's actually the game winner against Philadelphia in Game 5. That's my favorite Tyler Ennis goal. And that's only because of the Rick Jenner call when he goes, you want to be a hero? Tyler Ennis is a hero. And that, for me, is my – that's my – That's my more. one out there.
0: Going a little off track from the Jerry Hughes. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) No, 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 it's good. I would honestly love Tyler Ennis to come back to Buffalo um, and just play on our fourth line. Or even, like, if he can, if he can step up on our third line, I would love that. Um, I think Tyler Ennis still has a lot of gas in the tank. And I think it would be awesome not only just to see him back, you know, in Buffalo, But to play, like, he still has it. Like, you watch him play, like, he can still do it. Just recently, scoring hat-tricks, scoring multi-point games. Like, with Ottawa, he was scoring against the Sabres earlier this past year. Like, he can still play. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's still a very solid uh, player, and he can really play some good minutes down in your depth, in in your bottom six. But, yeah, transitioning away from that, like, just Jerry Hughes in general. Like, just, it's so weird seeing him on a top 100 players list. And this was in 2015, so... Yeah, and that that was
1: when uh that line that that like they were called like the it wasn't like the Frozen Four but they were basically called like a bl- the blizzard or whatever. It was that front four consisted of Mario Williams, Kyle Williams, um Marcel Darius and Jerry Hughes. That four was probably one of the best front fours I have seen. At least in my lifetime. I'm sure there have been a lot more, obviously, with Cornelius Bennett and Bruce Smith and stuff like that. But let me tell you, that was just, like, incredible to watch, just to see. They were just so good. And it begs the question, does Jerry Hughes deserve to be
0: on the Bills' Wall of Fame? Um it de- it depends like who you have in front of him. Um I think, I think over the means and times, like over over the years, I think he's definitely a player to consider by putting him up there. I don't think he's like a like a guy you have to go out of your way to do for to do so. Mm-hmm. Um I still think there's probably five or six players that you could put over him, but at the same time like he played 9 years here. He was a part of ending the drought. He was probably the leader on the defense at the time. Yeah, for helping us lead the drought, him, Poyer, Hyde, Trey White, um, you know, those are some of the key players that really helped us break the drought defensively. Uh, but yeah, he was a big contributor. Again, he spent nine years here. He's top five all time in all time sacks in the Buffalo Bills franchise. So you know, with all that being said, he definitely has the accolades. He has the ten year here. He has you know, the mentality, the leadership, the locker room presence, just and also being beloved by the fans. Like, I don't think Mills fans would be mad if you put Jerry Hughes on the Wall of Fame.
1: No, neither do I. But for me, personally, it's like... uh, In my opinion, it's sort of a wait-your-turn thing. I think that that's really what it comes down to. Because there's so many better players that have played for the Buffalo Bills that deserve to be on the wall. Now, one thing that I'm, like, wondering is... Do you think that they'll turn, like, like for the new Bill Stadium, the Wall of Fame right now is just on both sides of the end zone. Yes. Will it become, like, sort of a ring of honor so now, like, you can have two rows of people around the entire stadium Oh, you
0: think they'll just make it so like over the box suites or something that go yeah all the way yeah around. like some okay.
1: like some stadiums do do that
0: i, I think. think i think yeah i think there could be something definitely interesting like if you can picture this in your head for whoever's listening and you haven't in general um what i'm thinking of the bill stadium if you have a, an entire bowl around the ring um and then you have about i would say two rows of names and, you know, that's kind of where your box suites are. And then you just have players there. Obviously, you have the players that are currently there. And then you'll just add guys along the way. And I think Jerry Hughes is a player that should be added. Um, obviously, there's other players like Eric Moulds, et cetera. There's just a lot of guys, retired Bills, who played here for a while and deserved, you know, their right their rightfulness to be, you know, acknowledged as one of the Buffalo Bills' Wall of Famers. And, you know, kind of transitioning – From that point, I wanted to talk about an interesting free agent that the Buffalo Bills could go after, and that is James Bradbury, the free agent corner that just got knocked out and dropped and released by the New York Giants. I'm talking about uh, James Bradbury uh, potentially signing him, and I wanted to look him up on track to see what his potential contract could be. James Bradbury, Bradbury is a good corner. In 20, 2020, he was the How consensus. old is he? How old is he? He's 28. Oh, well, that's not terrible. He's almost 29. So he is right around that age. Um, his 2020 to 2022 contract with the Giants was a three-year, $43.5 Uh Before that, he was with the Panthers from 2016 to 2019. His market value contract right now, it's looking like... It'll be an average of $12.1 million a year, so it'd be a three-year, $36 million contract, which would have him, have him as the 16th highest-paid corner in football and the 164th overall-paid player in football. I think that'd be a fair contract, but I don't know if I'd give him three years. I would try to aim for more of a one- to two-year deal. That's
1: what I'm thinking, too, because you you drafted Kair Elam with your first-round pick, I think that it would just, it would just make more sense to me if you decided to just. I I personally think that it would be a better idea for, um, just to have. You know, I I think it would be a better for a one year deal if you don't think Kyrie Elam is ready to, and also with the possibility of Trey White not being too ready at this point. I mean, I don't know if he's going to go to the Bills because I feel like that he thinks that he could probably find more. I don't know if he's more so concerning about the money or if he's thinking about just um,
0: possibly winning a ring.
1: If he's wanting to win a ring, I think he needs to go to Buffalo. Yeah.
0: So an interesting thing, actually, one of our own, Alex Spencer, just dropped an article about this, actually, should the Buffalo Bills sign James Bradbury. Um was it to uh, Buffalo fanatics yeah it was on Buffalo Fanatics um, if anyone doesn't know Alex and I both contribute to Buffalo fanatics whether that's being on on you know their YouTube and doing video or just writing articles like this one here so you know we're, we'll talk about a little bit about this Alex brings up some good points in this I'll just kind of read them off again this is from Alex Spencer one of our own he's a frequent guest on the show uh, he mentions that again Bradbury is twenty eight years old we mentioned that he is a six foot one corner he excels in man coverage and has solidified himself as a is a marquee above average corner in this league. Uh, he was due $14 million this season, and the Giants saved roughly $10 million by releasing him. So, obviously, obviously, he lost his money to a point. The Bills are going to— James Bradbury is going to look to get his money. So that's kind of where you're getting at if— uh, you want to bring in a guy like Bradbury. Um and obviously like you mentioned Trey White isn't hundred percent and you got a young player in Kyer Elam who's gonna have to really step up in that C B two spot and maybe even that C B one spot if he is not playing. Um and goes there's always been money, money in the banana stand, but as it currently stands the Buffalo Bills have roughly eight million in cap face and will require two point one million to sign all of our drafted players. So this leaves the Bills roughly with five and a half to six million. But you know the way that Brandon Bean constructs his contracts, five and a half, six million, really in all hindsight with Brandon Bean could be eighteen million. Like you just don't know with this guy. He could just free up contracts and, you know, really free up our cap space. Brandon Bean is a magician while doing that. So yeah, overall, a good little put together put together article by Alex Spencer. Again, check it out on Buffalo Fanatics, um, written by our own truly Alex Spencer. So I thought that was a good Good overall article that was written, and I and I liked it. Uh, and I like the acqui—I like the potential acquisition of a guy like James Bradbury. But again, it's just: Do you want to pay all that money for a guy who's That's, a good corner? At, is about to be twenty-nine years old, and coming here would be your cornerback too. He's definitely not going to be your cornerback one over Troy Trey White. There is just no way. But do you stunt the development of Kyrie Elam just for a little bit? just to try to make that little Super Bowl run but have three deadly corners? Or do you just rely on Elam as the CB2, roll with Dane Jackson as your CB3?
1: I think that you honestly should, in my opinion, I think that you would be better off just rolling with Dane Jackson as CB3 um, because he did a pretty good job. Well, he was CB quarterback two last, uh, last year when Trey White got hurt, and... He held down the fort pretty well until, obviously, that Kansas City game. I mean, they didn't look too great against the um, against Tampa, but I still— Well, st- you're, not many teams are looking good against Tampa. That's true. Also, I don't know what—what uh, what were your thoughts on um, the big news yesterday that made me want to throw up?
0: Oh, um, the greatest quarterback of all time is now the highest-paid— NFL broadcaster of all time, Tom Brady signs a 10-year, $375 million contract.
1: He's making more money in in this 10-year contract than he ever did in the NFL.
0: Hey, Evan, I'm just going to say this. We have to thank Tom Brady. You want to know why? What field are we in? What field? Yeah, what field are we in? Broadcasting. Broadcasting. What is Tom Brady doing with the broadcast market? Raising up the money. The the I mean, but you got to s- thank Tom Brady. That 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 some of that money's going to our pockets one day, Evan. We're getting that. So thank you, Thomas Brady. Uh, I am, I am grateful for this. I don't know about Evan DeSquale. Um I just wanted Tom, to go if, away, if you, Tom. If you did this after if you never went to Tampa Bay and you did this after you left uh, New England, I would be a little more sour. But I have come to like you, Tom. Ever I have come you went to, to Tampa. Still not I like, like Tampa Tom. No, Tampa Tom is fun. Tom. I honestly Tampa thought Tom people Brady were is fun. Tom Brady and I'm, I, I'm, I'm here for it. I, you know, if Tom Brady doesn't call a Bills Super Bowl or a Bills playoff game or if he has to call a Bills game, he's good with it. I'm totally cool with it. I'm not. I'm not against Brady commentating. He's fun. I like the energy he brings. Gosh, get no. Brady, Romo, calling defenses. Let's go. No,
1: it, 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 Romo's with CBS. Brady's or Fox. I just
0: know get Gronk up and get Gronk up in the booth.
1: I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they got Gronk up in the booth as well. But I'm just I'm just tired of it. He's going to be all of it. All of it is going to be about himself. Like, say, for example, the Bills. Okay, so this year or next year's Super Bowl is that going to be on Fox? Um can, um it'll be Super up. Bowl 57,
0: right? Dude, Tom Brady's going to be 67 years old before he even starts broadcasting. Ugh, I just I just don't want to think about it. Okay, Evan, Evan, <sighs> I'm just saying for some reason, let's It's say- on Fox.
1: Okay, well, it doesn't matter because he's not going to be playing this year. He's not going to be broadcasting this year. Okay, but Evan. If the Bills, went their first Super Bowl is with Tom Brady at the broadcast. Oh, this is going to be great. You know, I remember my first Super Bowl and this is so great. He's going to make this about himself because that's what he does. He makes everything Evan. about himself.
0: Okay, so obviously Tom isn't going to be a play-by-play guy. No. He's going to be a color commentator. More likely than not. Evan. Let's just say, in hindsight, 8 to 12 years. You make your way over to Fox Sports. And they're like, you know what? I like what this Evan D. Pasquale offers. We're going to pair him up with Tom Brady as a play-by-play guy. <laughs> We're throwing him on week four. It'll be the Buffalo Bills versus the New England Patriots. Belichick still coaching for some <laughs> reason. Let's just say he is. That old soul of his. Um would you call the game with Tom Brady and would you have any grudges against him in well, that moment well i mean i don't know i think
1: it's a like you can it's so easy to hate someone you've never met before that's my thing it's so easy to just hate someone you've never met in your entire life and then once you get to um
0: I, I just, I just. Evan, this would be the story that I could predict if that ever happened. You'd be walking through the hallways, in your car, on the phone with your buddies. Oh, I don't like this guy at all. Tom Brady. We all hate Tom Brady. Why would I ever go with this guy? I would never want to, you know, go to a bar and have a drink with this guy or go out and eat or, you know, go to his house uh, or whatever. If
1: he's buying, I'll I'll
0: go out and have a drink with him any time. But, but at the end of the day, you're going to come back. and be, Oh, my gosh. This Tom guy. Best guy i ever met in my life. <laughs> this guy knows how to have fun. He's great. He's a great personality. And then you're gonna become the biggest Tom Brady fan. You're gonna have all his jerseys. No. You're gonna have a Patriots. No, I I made that mistake once as a
1: kid. It will never happen again. Wait, I wait,
0: will... wait, whoa, 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 I've been yes. just Wally the third. The third? Yep.
1: <laughs> what did you wait, what did you have? So when I was like maybe eight or 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 seven um, I, well, my cousin who lives in Massachusetts, we went to go visit him and we were like in some store, I don't remember. And it was just like some, you know, like if you go into Target and you see those like off brand jerseys, kind of, I know what you're talking about, but basically I bought I wanted an off brand Tom Brady Jersey. Oh and, no. Yeah.
0: you have it? No. I That'd have a be... picture with me in it. Can I see it?
1: Yeah. I mean...
0: Oh, no. I wish I wish we kind of did what One Bills Live had, and they had, like, a, a TV slash radio thing going. I wish we could show you guys Evan DePasquale in his little in his little Tykes um, Tom Brady jersey. <laughs> oh, my gosh, Evan. That is absolutely you terrible. You can't
1: really tell that it's a Tom Brady jersey, honestly. Um,
0: If I see a dark blue jersey that says 12 with like red outlining on it i i'm assuming that's tom brady okay here's a funny story of mine really quick so here here's what here's where it is that, that, that,
1: you'll this was me
0: when i was in those oh are, my gosh this is atrocious this is the worst thing i've seen since <laughs> jp Losman. i this actually is, had
1: a jp Losman jersey as a kid that was my first did. bills jersey of course you did <laughs>
0: I mean, you also probably had E.J. Manuel jersey. And no. You probably, have e. Manuel. you probably bought a Kyle Orton jersey. No, I did not have Kyle Orton that's at all. That's a lie. Um, but at, basically... Like
1: after E.J... Oh, after... this is on
0: your Instagram. Yeah. Okay, everyone listening, if you have Instagram, search up Evan Depot. That's E-V-A-N-D-I-P-O 98 on Instagram. Again, Evan Depot 98. Search that up. If you scroll down far enough, it's March 24th, 2020. It has about 30 likes. You'll notice it there. Um, it seems to be that. Ouch. Yeah. Um, it was like one of those, like, um, things where, like, you po- post an embarrassing picture about yourself. This is more than embarrassing. This is basically, you uh, lost everything. Is oh, I'm going to tell my story really quick. So after the 2019 season, I was a huge Chris Godwin fan. I had him in fantasy. Just a big fan of his game overall. And I ended up buying a Chris Godwin jersey, number 12 Buccaneers. The following season, they switch their jerseys uh, to a completely different uh, color patch and just logo, everything in general, so they switch. So I'm like, okay, whatever, that's fine. But I still have the Godwin jersey. Brady comes the following season. So what happens, I'm like, okay, this is Tom Brady. He's going to take number 12. So I'm already preparing. I've had this Godwin jersey for about a year. Godwin switches to 14, Brady switches to 12. If you looked at a number 12 Tampa Bay jersey from the front, you're assuming that's Tom Brady. So anytime I wear that thing out in public or I even wore it for the Super Bowl, just because like if I have the jersey I'm gonna wear it. I
1: did actually wear that for the two thousand seven Super Bowl. The the one no, against no.
0: The, the Giants and the oh, no. Patriots one. Alright, I think I think um that is our cue to go to break. We have a very special guest coming up at the top of next hour. Uh again, this has been ninety one point three <laughs> FM, WVNY, the Buffalo Blitz. I'm Evan Harrington. This is Evan DePasquale. We'll be back in just a moment.